Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Mortal Ground. You've heard him here before. You heard him here just now. The song was called We Are the Frontline. It's off of their debut record, which actually came out way back in 2021, December of 2021. So barely a year ago, right? So that's not too bad. Anyway, it was called Germs of Empire. Song, We Are the Frontline. These guys based out of Washington, D.C. make pretty interesting and thought-provoking hardcore thrash, whatever you want to call it. Thrash, hardcore, hardcore thrash, some combination of the two. Metallic stuff, whatever it is. I like it. So I was happy to share another track from them on this episode. You can go buy yourself a digital copy of this Mortal Ground record on Bandcamp, mortalground.bandcamp.com slash album slash germs dash of dash empires. You can also figure that out yourself. Google it. It's a good way to do it. It's how I do lots of things. Okay. It's been about a week since I released the last episode of the podcast, which is a gap these days. I've been doing it much quicker lately, uh, but that's okay. Took a week off and uh, here we are. Got a new episode. This one featuring an interview with Victor Cass of Eyes. Eyes just released a brand new record called Congratulations. And I actually spoke to Victor in the basement of the venue just before the record release party. So we're going to talk about all of that, of course. But first, we need some hot sun. Kick it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? First podcast post Super Bowl. As an Eagles fan, it was disappointing, but I talked about it beforehand, so I got to bring it up now. I guess I'm obligated a bit. It wasn't too bad. I can accept that loss. A lot of people want to complain about that holding call, and sure, it was egregious, but uh, I am not a referee complaining type, so I will not put it on there. Hertz dropped the ball for no good reason. The defense didn't show up. You know, there were several reasons why the Eagles lost that game. I'm glad they were there. I never expected them to be back in this position so quickly. And uh, what kind of sucks is now the level of expectation has risen for a team that uh, may not be able to meet it next year. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the players on defense, re-sign the players on defense that they have. The offense should be okay. Maybe get a different running back in there, but whatever, you know. I liked it better when they were losing. <laughs> this is not true, but I like to say this. I liked it better when they were losing, so I didn't have anything to to desire, anything to want out of it. But now they're a winning football team again, so go Eagles, I guess. Ready for that classic Philadelphia disappointment. But don't worry, I still have my Sixers to do that for me. We're playing actually pretty well heading into the All-Star break. And uh, that's bound to not go very far, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's enough talking about sports, I guess, for this one. We can we can move on because I had a cool conversation with Victor of Eyes all the way from Denmark over one of my lunch breaks in the last couple of weeks. And we talked a lot about their new album, Congratulations, what it's all about. We talked about their record release party that they were about to have. and. Uh, I guess I could tell you what else we talked about, or I could let you listen to what we talked about. 
Seems like a better idea, huh? So without further ado, here is a song from their new album. Congratulations. It's a lead off track. It's called Generation L. And then my conversation with Victor. Today is actually the day the new Eyes record, congratulations, is officially out there. A few hours ahead of me, how have you been celebrating so far? So um, I have been, I got out of bed. I worked from home today. I've been checking all the stats, like uh, constantly replying <laughs> to messages, uh, just you know, following how the release has been going, that's been it has been going like way above expectation. Uh-huh. Um, it's been streaming a ton. Uh, we've been selling a lot of vinyls today as well, and um, you know, this is not my permanent setup. It's also why we had some we had a few audio issues before we started recording. You might also be able to hear some noise in the background. A little bit. 
a little bit. I'm, I'm at uh, a venue in Copenhagen called Loppen. And we're going to have our release show tonight. That's very cool. Has this been already a bigger release than your last one, Underperformer? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Underperformer got... You know, it was released during during lockdowns and the whole pandemic stuff. Right. And, and it just, uh, you know, it kind of hindered us to, you know, seek abroad. But it uh, it kind of forced us to to stay in Denmark and grow ourselves in Denmark. And I think it was uh, a blessing in disguise, actually, because, you know, we've reached a, a level in Denmark that I... Uh, I I never thought we would, uh, and I think it, of course it can still get get bigger and better. And but it's for a super chaotic hardcore band uh, like us. Uh, yeah. I I didn't I didn't expect us to to reach this kind of level. So we just sold out a 400 cap venue for tonight, which is fucking awesome and. Yeah. Uh, we're playing together with uh, our friends in a band called Spadikans and Sola, uh, the the taxman of the pain threshold, I would guess uh, to translate to super <laughs> sick old school hardcore punk band, and some young dudes uh, called Gallia uh, to translate to Gallo, like experimental blackened death metal kind of stuff. Really, really sick lineup and. We just really stoked for tonight. It's going to be fucking awesome. That's that's very cool to hear. And you know, I thought it was kind of funny, not funny, haha. Yeah, yeah, no, it is funny, haha. That you named the record underperformer <laughs> and then it uh, underperformed, but not by any fault of your own. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would say it underperformed. You know, internationally, but like here abroad, I'm uh, not abroad, and in Denmark, uh, it has been. Yeah, it's been going really well, and it's uh, it's really it's a really nice feeling that you know you actually because you know you're playing in bands and you release records and but and you stay underground and maybe you want to stay underground, but you know suddenly we also kind of saw the attention from you know a bit more mainstream audiences and you know metal audiences that we never expected to to reach um yeah so it's been great playing the biggest metal festival in denmark as well and and other you know more like metal focused not that hardcore focused festivals yeah. and seeing that audience gravitate towards our music i think it's been really cool why do you think why do you think you're transcending that way with the metal mm, side i don't know i i guess I guess we we do have like so many influences and sure. and the music is uh, is broad in in scope, so I guess it it can appeal broadly. Uh, the most uh, surprising have been you know seeing people who don't traditionally listen to uh, heavy music mm -hmm. uh, actually discovering this band and liking it and coming to shows. Uh, that's been the most surprising and you know we're being featured in in the biggest newspaper in Denmark and stuff like that <laughs> I think that draws in at like a totally different audience 
Yeah. Is it, is that normal for, or at all normal for heavier, more extreme sounding bands to get any type of mainstream attention in Denmark? Cause I know like here in the U S it doesn't really happen. You know, there's some outliers, you know, but for the most part, it, what's underground is underground. Yeah. But it's, it's been getting a bit more usual, I would say, but it's also because of this festival, uh, it's called Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Yeah. Even I'm familiar with it. Yeah. But it's like the thing they've, they've done for, for heavy music in general, you know, a lot of people in the scene will criticize sure. Copenhagen for, you know, their lineup and it's, it's, you know, seeking a broad audience and stuff like that. But, but the way they have, you know, made heavy music into something that, you know, that's for everyone has been like monumental in, in, in the perception of, uh, of heavy music in Denmark. And, the, you know, there's still, you know, oh, here we go. It's Copenhagen again. And all these people, they look super dangerous with their black t-shirts. And, but actually they're super nice and right. <laughs> like the typical bullshit, but it's, uh, but still, I, you know, you, you see a lot of people who, also, you're both young and old who have been discovering this kind of music and suddenly, you know, just dive headfirst into this kind of music and also dive headfirst into the local scenes. And so underground music is, is really strong in, in Denmark at the moment. Well, what was your entry point, uh, more specifically locally in Denmark? Was there a band in Denmark when you started getting interested that made you want to be involved yeah definitely um so when i started discovering like the local hardcore scene mm -hmm. um it was a band called no fealty uh a a crust hardcore band yeah. um and they were just they were just really sick i i found their record on bandcamp and it was uh, you know pay what you want and i didn't yeah. have any money so perfect <laughs> i could download it's it zero. yeah exactly <laughs> so i could just download it and put it on my ipod classic and um, yeah. and then at the time in their rehearsal space they hosted you know shows out there and it was i don't know 5 10 minutes from where my parents lived um, so I would just, uh, hop on my bike and go to shows there with my, with my friends and there were cheap beer there and, uh, <laughs> they would sling it, you know, from, from one rehearsal space. And then the next door rehearsal space would be the, the room where they had the show. And, and it was all, always like complete madness. And, um, uh, and now, uh, the guitarist in that band, that's Sean from, from ice. So mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm playing in a band with him which is pretty cool. cool. That is cool. Well, when you guys started eyes, it sounded a little, a little bit different and at least, at least definitely had a different aesthetic than, <laughs> than what you guys are doing now. And the reason I bring that up is because underperformer caught my attention um, initially because of the, the album artwork, because of the cover, because of the big, bold eyes down the side and the guy standing with his head in the ceiling. So it seems like, there was an obvious intentional shift, if if not only 
I mean, in the sound too, but but definitely in the in the appearance of the band. Was that did that go as intended? Was that as intentional as it seems? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so everyone in the band used to play in another band, uh, um, not in in the same lineup, mm-hmm. but uh, we've all been in uh, in a band called Hexus. Okay. And um, it's a black and hardcore band. It's also yeah. extremely chaotic, but. Um, and there was this black and hardcore wave, like Copenhagen black and hardcore wave at, at a point. It in was time. here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there was just a, this, um, distinct Copenhagen sound, uh, yeah. and hex that hex is, uh, kind of spearheaded. And, um, so everyone in the band used to play that kind of music. And I, I think when we got together with doing eyes, it was, uh, a bit of a, you know, from carrying over from Hexus and, uh, you know, it still had a bit more punk vibes to it, mm-hmm. but, uh, we wanted to like properly, uh, distinguish ourselves from that band. And also, I think it also was a, uh, a bit of a, like we wanted to stand out in the scene because they like at the time aesthetics on 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 records in the Danish scene were just super super grim and yeah you know black and uh high threshold kind of artwork so it was it was extremely intentional yeah yeah and well, I see you you've obviously continued uh having a a visual that ties in with the band on on congratulations and it's the same throughout the the record and the videos you've done um with uh what's his name john gottlev is that correct name yeah so uh he kind of seems like he's a, a part of the band at this point how how important is, much, yeah. is he in this uh, extremely important yeah he's we we ideate like we create the the outline of the idea and I, he understands what we want um, and then he comes up with sketches on mass and, and we approve it, but, but he's, he's been extremely important in the, in the process. And we also like, we, we say we're a five piece band with two loose members. Uh, mm-hmm. one is, uh, Jon, the other is, uh, Jakob Bredal, uh, the guy who produced the, the new record, um, both because he produced the record, but also because he's like he tags along every time yeah. we go play uh his his madikans the one of the bands that's playing tonight is is uh one of jacob's bands and Jon is also here because he's doing guest vocals on tearjerker it's very cool very cool i like when a band has a little ecosystem around it and you know has their mm-hmm. people and their community and that makes it that makes it very cool i like i like a lot of what you're doing with eyes um the like i said the underperformer caught my eye oh, ironically caught my eyes and uh i really liked it then and then you did the whole uh re-performer ep mm-hmm. too which is uh very different for any type of hardcore band uh but i think very cool As somebody who grew up in you know, the nineties with, uh, I don't know the bands like yeah, fear factory would do like a, a fucking remix EP, you know, to go along with an album or whatever. Um, 
what was the idea be- behind that? Like, why, why do that? Is that just a pandemic project or are you guys just into being weird? I, I think, um, I think it was a bit of both actually, but we, we've just been tossing the idea around for, for quite some, some, quite some time. And like, we kept joking around being like, Oh, it could be pretty cool to drop a remix album. <laughs> that could be pretty sick. And then, uh, uh, we just asked some friends, Hey, mm-hmm. do you want to do some remixes? And then all of a sudden it turned into a project. Um, which we didn't really have that much to do with. It was literally just handing off the stems and yeah. and people could do what they want. And, and it was really cool. And then it kind of started something in the scene uh, because the, like the Danish hardcore scene is, as you say, you have your people and your community, mm-hmm. but it's just the whole Danish scene pretty much. Uh, it's really friendly and really welcoming and, and then, you know, we did that. And then uh, there's a project called John Connor, which is uh, some of the guys from a band called LLNN, if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LLNN. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Rasmus, our guitarist, he is also in LLNN. Okay. I'm the new vocalist and guitarist <laughs> in LLNN. Uh, two other guys in LLNN, they have this electronic project and then they started doing remixes uh, of Jon's band Hiaki and then Hiaki started doing this remix thing and then John Connor started doing this remix thing then there were some other guys called Puke Wolf started doing it and then it just became it became a scene within a scene yeah kind of thing and it's it's just been really really sick like uh whenever somebody releases something new you know stems just get thrown around to to people in the scene and and you start doing remixes i have one i i made uh a while ago uh with with a band in in the scene that i'm really really stoked about a a breakcore remix of a deathcore band that you might know about and it's going to be really fucking sick. That's very cool. I like, I like it, you know, but it's funny because it's a, it's to me, it sounds like, and I don't mean this as an insult. It sounds like a very European thing to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I, I think maybe now that could happen here, but it'd be, it'd be a pretty tough sell to the American (laughs) hardcore crowd to start doing remixes of songs. It's happened, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I just like, I like being genre agnostic. It's, I I feel like people get, you know, they're too, too focused on, on specific subgenres and like, this is my music. I only listen to this kind of music. I I just like, if it's good music, it's good music. Yeah. Like it surprises me a little bit for you to like, cause you, you've referred to eyes and I would agree, but you've referred to eyes so many times as a hardcore band. And I, again, I agree that it is, but, but there is so much other stuff in there. There's that, there's that noise rock stuff. There's a a lot of chaotic, you know, metallic stuff. Um, and I appreciate that about it. And that's cause that's, I talk about it all the time. That's the way I listen to my music. Anyway, I go from a metal band to a hardcore band. I like when I got one that just mixes it all together. Uh, you released, 
I mean, the, the, the album's out officially today, but you released a couple, mm-hmm. uh, couple, um, uh, what am I trying to say? A couple singles before that. <laughs> Congratulations and, and Generation L, at least of the two that, that I know of. It, yeah, yeah. When the record, when those were out and building up, did you, did you get the sense that you were gathering momentum? Mm, a bit, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think as much as with Underperformer. Um, I think I think there was a bit of shock value in in you know doing stuff the way we do it uh, the first yeah. time around. And I think it was was a bit more expected this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also th- I feel like these days, like you know, singles don't really grab that much attention anymore because there's so much music coming out. So I feel like people have become more focused on on full length albums again and EPs. Um, I, I see that like, like both for myself, but it's just like online discourse as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people being like, okay, yeah, I'll check in again in three months when the album is out. Uh, and yeah, so I would. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like personally, we did talk about it. I I really wanted to just shadow drop the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could be extremely cool because there's not that many hardcore bands that do that. Just being like, okay, here's our new album. All of a sudden, no build up or anything. Um, Yeah, so maybe next time. There, there, there have been a few labels doing that here, and I like that but it also makes it hard to know if it came out like, like sure, in, yeah. I too prefer the, the full record experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And in like your, in your case, you, you know, you had those singles out there, but I was able to tap into the promo here and listen to the full thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have to, I got, you know, my little workaround on not having to do it that way, which is nice <laughs> for me, but not everybody gets that, you know? Yeah, so, but it's been cool to sit and digest this record. And I feel like there's a, there's a lot of stuff on it. That's uh, going to grab a lot of people's attention, but what is the, the best live setting for eyes? Meaning do you prefer like the, the small club hardcore show, the bigger Copenhagen thing? Like where, where do you feel most comfortable or what do you feel like is the best experience to take in eyes? It's, it's a small venue, like a packed small venue with a low ceiling. Yeah, and it's also why we chose this venue for the release party. It's 
it's like a, uh, I would say, it doesn't make sense if I say a horizontal room. Right. So that's yeah, not so. that far. Yeah, that's not that far back to the wall from the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really long on the other side. And um, it just creates this really intense energy, like in front of the stage. And the stage is about like yeehaw uh, high or something like that. So I don't yeah. know if I should say it. Oh, yeah. Metric system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we don't do that one here. Uh, but <laughs> even though it makes way more sense. Hold on a second. Is that, a, is that an eyes beer you're drinking there? Oh, uh, yeah. I was actually going to talk about it. It's not a beer. No, it's a, uh, oh. it's a raspberry soda. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. We, so cool. because of the whole theming of the record, it's a bit like a children's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of themed the, the release party of a, a children's birthday party. We got uh, tons of balloons up there. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the balloons with the letters saying congratulations. And, uh, oh, that's very and cool. we got, we got these made for, for the show. It's called tear jerker as well. And it says, um, uh, made on bucket loads of, uh, man tears. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Made on bucket loads of man tears, like in the good old days. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's been a bit of a, like a side project. And then we made a deal with the bar so people could get a cheap shot if they want to make it into a drink. That's awesome. That's fine. That's the amount of thought you guys are putting into this. This is, is, is very cool. Just the whole, the whole band, the whole aesthetic, like you talked about there, uh, a mm-hmm. little, a little while ago. Um, but speaking of that, the record in general, is there, uh, like a, a theme or concept to the lyrics in the, throughout the record or is, or are these things standalone? There is a general theme, but I would say like the songs are like small snippets of different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, overall it's, it's a lot about, uh, conspiracy theories and misinformation and a, a world in like a decaying society. Um, I feel like the, like during the pandemic, you would see, uh, conspiracy theories become extremely mainstream. Mm-hmm. And um, you would see it in in public discourse all of a sudden. And I've been uh, really interested in conspiracy theories for a very long time, like, I don't know, more than 10 years, but as an observer. Okay. So you can talk about whatever conspiracy theory, uh, Cube Earth, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Cube Earth? I, uh, yeah, yeah. That, I've it's, never uh, heard it's of it. Off- it's an offshoot of uh, Flatter, but it's, uh, yeah. So I know a lot about this stuff because I just find it extremely fascinating. Um, but, and also like the, the thing about, you probably heard about it, Bill Gates uh, poisoning people with the oh, vaccine the and all that oh, yeah, shit. The, the vac- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's all like, uh, there's been talk about, like it's an old conspiracy theory. Um, and all of a sudden I would see people I used to go to school with, uh, on Facebook with their real name, discussing this <laughs> in broad daylight. And I was just like, what the fuck, where did this came from, come from all of a sudden? 
And um, yeah, I just think it's extremely fascinating. And I feel like conspiracy theorists, you know, tend to, to take an extreme moral high ground, not in the sense they don't, you know, if you don't believe the same thing they do, they will often, uh, instead of maybe uh, compassionately pity you or something like that, there's no compassion and it. it is all, it's all scorn. It's like you're, you're a sheep, you're dumb. Yeah, it's ridicule. You don't yeah. get it. It's ridicule, yeah. And it also goes the other way, I think. Mm -hmm. People tend to ridicule conspiracy theorists. Yeah. And I I feel like we should have more compassion towards these people and they should have more compassion towards us. We don't have to believe the same thing. Reality isn't, you know, a straight line. But of course, there is realities that are more real <laughs> than others. <laughs> sure. uh, and I just feel like if you... Uh, if you take that stance while believing some extremely far out conspiracy theory, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's about. <laughs> I like that. I like it. And you know, that that reminds me, I wanted to ask, I had John Joseph on here recently and I wanted to ask him and I forgot all about it because he is, classified on the internet on, like on wikipedia it'll have conspiracy theorists and it'll be like mm. it'll be like uh you know whatever musician author conspiracy theorists and since you're in this world or into this stuff is the term the title the label conspiracy theorist is that an insult to be called a conspiracy theorist mm. that's a good question because it's um you know for them, for people who believe in, in something, you know, he could also take out the, the expression alternative facts, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for, for them, it's, it's like the actual truth, right? It's not conspiracy. It's to, yeah, exactly. So yeah. for them, it's probably an insult. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's, uh, I, I don't, I don't think I have a, a well, that's what, that's why I say, that. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask him because he is considered a conspiracy theorist. And I totally forgot mm -hmm. about it. And now I wish I had, but that probably would have went off on a whole, <laughs> a whole different thing, but it is also a really, it's a really deep subject. And, and it's also, it's tough to, you know, um, write about this stuff in, on a record, um, because it's really limited in in scope mm -hmm. uh when you write lyrics you have this many bars right and um i specifically tried to write my lyrics with as little uh metaphors as possible on this record i usually try to spin it into metaphors and 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 like deeper meanings and stuff like that but for this because of the subject matter I wanted yeah. it to be clear as day and just, you know, speaking straight from my heart. Do you feel like you, you were successful in delivering that? I guess you don't really, you're not really going to find out until most people can hear the record, but is it important to you that people 
I mean, obviously, if you're trying to write that way, but do do you want people to understand and discuss mm-hmm. it? I guess definitely, yeah, definitely. I like writing lyrics is is extremely important to me, and writing um, music with with an intent and purpose is uh, is like detrimental for me mm-hmm. in making music. Um, but I don't necessarily, I don't need people to get it. Um, right. I want people to get it, but it's, uh, but I don't think it's going to change anything. There's also the last song on the album ballast is about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I sing something, it's not like, I don't believe in music changing the world or maybe once it did, but that's that's long gone uh, if, if that was the case um yeah it's uh i think my my reasons for writing about this is pretty selfish uh it's because i have something to say and something i need to get out and then if people resonate with that that's that's great that's awesome i love it yeah. but i won't force people to understand or agree but you can you can take it at you know, just as, as sounds, if you want to, it doesn't have to be words. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I like that. I like, I I didn't catch any of that stuff, but I, now that I know about it, I will be listening for it. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the records out today, you Mm -hmm. got your record release party in probably like right now. I don't know (laughs) with our time difference is probably just about now. Uh, yeah, two, two hours till lower. Okay. Pretty close. Um, so what were you, or are you most looking forward to with the release of, of congratulations? So we got a, like tonight is, is, uh, yeah, might be a contender, but also we have, we have a, uh, a tour, a Scandinavian tour coming up. Hmm. Um, and, uh, we got a few festival shows for uh, for the summer. Not that much of it has been announced yet, but uh, we are playing Bloodstock in the UK, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Um, we're in talk with uh, some uh, European booking agencies at the moment, uh, which is also something we really need right now. Um, and we are talking about doing the us maybe not this year but maybe start of next year uh and we've been wanting to go to the us for a really long time yeah um it's just, it's super expensive and it's it's really hard to get there but uh, you know since we're doing the the album with uh nefarious industries as well they offered to to help us out with it and I'm trying to build up some connections. And so I think that that should be in the pipeline pretty soon, but just, man, I I'm, I'm just really excited to get it out. We've been sitting on this record for almost a year now and just the reception today has been overwhelming. And so I can't wait to, to see like in the next coming weeks and months, how, how it's going to be received. That's great. And that's, I'm glad to hear you guys got all that touring set up. And I always think it's funny how bands here want to get there, bands there want to get here. 
<laughs> and <laughs> well, what what sucks for the bands that for you guys that want to get here is that. It, touring is treated so much worse here than it is over there. Mm. You know, like I, I heard so. That's like a, a touring musician here is you're fucked. Like nobody, yeah. <laughs> there's no special treatment at all. Nobody cares. No. But and that's why all the bands go. You know, all the American bands are always going over to Europe because some mm-hmm. almost exclusively tour Europe. They'll just do shows here and there here, but we'll gladly head over to Europe and play. So. uh so enjoy what you got. I mean, <laughs> I, I do, I do, I really do. Yeah. But it's uh, it's also like as as the constellation of the band is, uh, you know, we're I'm just about to be be thirty years old, and like some of the guys are a bit older. Mm-hmm. Some of them have have kids and stuff, so we're not looking at um, going on, you know, tours for multiple months at a time or something right. like that. We want to do smaller runs, uh, spread throughout the year, do weekenders around Europe because that's easy for us. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense for us. And when there's many bands that, that do that and, and succeed with it, then I think that's for us. And then once in a while we can do a, a longer tour somewhere, but that's where, you know, we want to try to go to the U S yeah. Well, I hope you, you know, I hope you can. Yeah, I do. I do, mm-hmm. I do want you to. Yeah, do yeah for that. sure. That would be very cool. Um, it, because it's also I, just, I love to catch you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Where, where do you live? I live in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, you know, you, you grow up and as I, as a kid, you know, into hardcore and, and metal stuff. And then yeah. you, you see all these live videos from shows Mm-hmm. And the whole culture around concerts seems just really different uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know that uh, uh, that Dylan J. Escape Plan video from is it like a Virgin store or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, know which one you're. I don't know which one you're referring to, but those no, were wild for a while. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like the the way that people participate in a mosh pit for example it it just seems you know multiple levels above yeah. what's going on here is and, it is uh, that what it is it seems like it it seems like I it can get pretty it, violent you know <laughs> yeah exactly I, that's what i mean that's what i mean and i don't know if i would like to participate in it i am uh i'm a scrawny dude i uh you know, I like my, my push pits. Yeah. I like, you know, I can, I can take some elbows. I can take a few kicks and shit like that, but somebody coming over to me and like punching yeah, me in the back get... of the head yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> uh, it yeah. doesn't seem like a nice experience, but, but being on the stage and seeing that <laughs> must be pretty fucking sick. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, call me a poser, but, uh, I would like to see it from the opposite side, but not be a part of it. No, I don't, I don't blame you. Look, I, I used to be <laughs> one of those people and now you couldn't pay me to do it. I'm not going up there anymore. I'm not going in there anymore. Yeah. I used to live there. Now I, I barely walk in the door. Now I stand in the back. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you get up front, you have people jumping on your head. You stand in the middle, you got people punching you in the face. There's not, there's, there can be no safe spaces sometimes. And those were always the best. When I lived in Baltimore, the best venue was a place called the sidebar. And it was a little 90 cap room and it was a no, nowhere safe to hide. You know, it was, okay. uh, <laughs> wow, <man. laughs> yeah, you were, so, yeah. 
Yeah, but it, yeah. Can, it can get pretty wild here. I don't think I like. I'm expecting tonight to be really pretty rowdy, but uh, you know, people mostly just crowd surf. Mm-hmm. Some people do a bit of uh, hardcore dancing, but uh, everything is toned down, and people are really uh, how can I say it? It's like they really take care of each other and respectful. they look out for say, it. it sounds like exactly. respectful. Yeah. <laughs> they, they take care of each other. It's like, if somebody falls down in a pit, the whole thing stops for, for a second. Yeah. Until they're like yanked up by, by three of the biggest, biggest dudes in the, in the pit. And then <laughs> like a pat on the back and like, let's go again. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Victor of Eyes. The song you just heard was the title track, Congratulations, from the album Congratulations, out now on Indisciplinarian and Nefarious Industries. All formats available on the internet. Buy it where you choose. You want some vinyl? You want some CD? You want a cassette? You got a boombox? Put it in. You know, I talked about this recently, and I probably brought it up many times, but I don't have a CD player at all anymore. I mean, I have an old car that I'm not touching at the moment that has a CD player in it, but that's it. That's the only CD player I am in possession of. No DVD player, no uh, drive on my computer. I guess an old laptop I have. 
It's just weird. Weird to think about. A big collection of CDs with nothing to play them in. Anyway, thanks to Victor for having the chat. Sometimes you get on an interview, a conversation with a stranger, and right away you go, I like this guy. And that was the case with Victor. No need to break the ice. We even though we just jumped right into it and it was a good time. I hope the record release party was as fun as it sounded like it was going to be. I'm sure it was. And I also hope that they do get the chance to come over here, despite it sounding like I was trying to talk him out of it. Yeah. Sorry for that. Anyway. That should be it for this episode of the podcast. I've got a big one coming up next. It's with uh, Bjorn of In Flames. So maybe you like that. Maybe you don't, but it is a big one. No matter how you feel about it, it's still a big one. So be on the lookout for that. Please go to gettingitout.net and check out what's happening over there. Lots of news lately. Heavy on the news and go check out the video section down in the lower left corner. If you're on mobile, just scroll all the way to the bottom and check out what's happening there. Plenty of band pages. You can visit them in the show notes below each band name. Just click on them. It's a link. It should take you there. But that should be it for this one. I'm going to end this with a track from Cranium. Do you know who Cranium is? If you need to know more about them, click on their name. Go visit them. But they are a fuzz rock outfit based out of Turku, Finland. And they've got a new song. It's called Sands of Gold, courtesy of the Sign Records. I'm going to play it for you right here, right now. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.